Let us continue with Erevin, chapter 7, Parag Zion. And again, we are doing this, Ilu Nishmas, Esther, Bas, Fishel, Zev, Wolf, or Nisham, Shehav, and Aliyah. And Amir Tashem, we'll be making a Siyam after Tishabav on uh, Erevin. Mishnah Aleph. So right now, we are still talking about the laws of Eruve Chatseras. Where you have a courtyard and you want to make an Arab in, in the in the courtyard and the case we're going to talk about over here is where you have two courtyards that are separated by a wall so generally speaking when you have two courtyards that are separated by a wall right they are considered to be separate spaces and they each have to make their own Arab however if you have a scenario where there is a doorway between the two then they could be viewed as one chatzar, and if the two parties agree, they can make one Erev. Mishnah Aleph. Chalon shem bein shtei chatzeros arba al arba. If you have a window between, between uh, the two spaces, four by four, so meaning four tvachem by, by four tvachem, beso um, chasara, right, underneath you know, uh, below 10, 10 um, uh, from the ground, which is approximately less than 40 inches. Ma'arvim shnai, and they make two Arabs. The Imratsu, and if they decide, Ma'arvim echad, then they could make one because this window connects the two domains. Pachas me'arbalarba, if it's less than a 4 by 4 Ailumaila me'asar, or it's above 10, so you already have a mechitza on the bottom. Ma'arvim shnaim, ve'ain ma'arvim echad. You can make two. You have to make two erevin. You can't make one. Kaisel sheben shtei chatzeros. If you have a wall between two courtyards, gavola asar. That's ten tefachim high. Virachav arba and four tefachim wide. The wall is again ten tefachim high and four tefachim thick. Ma'arvim shnayim. You have to make two erevin. Ve'im ma'arv mechad. You can't make one because these two courtyards are completely separated. If on top of this wall there are fruit, so since the top of the wall is four tefachim wide, right, and you know however many cubits long, so it becomes it has the status of its own domain, kind of like a roof and a courtyard, right? So elu olam so you can go up to the top and eat the fruits there. Elu olam and those who live on the other side can go up to the top of the wall and eat fruits there. But you cannot bring them down because it's a separate domain. If there is a ten, if the wall is shattered until ten amos, until you know approximately fifteen feet wide, right? They make two ervin because this this kind of opening is still considered to be a doorway. If they want, they can make one again because there's a doorway connecting them. Because as I said, it's like a doorway. Yoser mikan. If it's more than that, ma'arvim echad be ma'arvim shnayim. Then if the if the if the breach is larger than ten, then it becomes exactly one domain, right? And therefore, you have to make one air if you can't make two. Mishnah gimel charitz shebein shnei chatzera. So if you have a ditch between two courtyards amakasar that is 10 tfachim deep virachav arba and 4 tfachim thick or wide right so again right you have a ditch running along the length of the property right and it is 4 tfachim wide and 10 tfachim deep ma'arvim shnayim you can make two erevin you have to make two erevin i'm sorry 
you cannot make one because this ditch separates them into two separate domains. Even if you fill the ditch until its edge with straw or, uh, um, or, or stubble. Male um, offer, it's actually fill it up with dirt or rocks. Ma'arvamachad is considered to kind of nullify the presence of this trench, and you can make one Erev, Ve'ein Ma'arvam Shnayim, and you do not make two. Nasan alav Nasser, if let's say you have a ditch and you place a board over it, as a bridge, kind of, Shahu Rachav Arba, that's fourth fucking wide, this bridge, right? Mechain Ishnei Gizus Taros Zukinagizu. Or if you have two balconies, you know, above a public domain that are can that are with cl- close to each other, and you place a board uh, along, you know, uh, over the top of them, so you can walk from one to the other, and because you have a death wish, ma'arvim uh, shnayim, you can make two erevin. Um, sorry, ma'arvim shnayim, you 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 make two erevin because they're two separate domains. Vimratzo, and if you are ma'arvim echad, because this bridge constitutes like a valid doorway or a connection. If these bridges are narrower than four, you have to make two Arvim Vim and you cannot make one. Mishnah Masbain If you have a heap of straw between two courtyards, Gavaya Asara, that is ten Fakham high. Um this straw barrier separates the two domains and you have to make two Arvin. So these, you know, the people living on one side could allow their cattle to eat from one side of the hay wall, and these can eat from the other side of the hay wall. If they then minimize the the um, the straw from you have to now make one Arab and not two because it now becomes one domain. Mishnah Vav. How do you make a partnership in an alleyway? I mean, how do you combine all the various courtyards that open into an alleyway into kind of one domain? You take a barrel of wine, and you say, This is for all the people who live in this courtyard. And you uh, confer possession to all of them by using your adult son or daughter, or your Jewish slave or maidservant, or through your wife, meaning that you hand it to them and they acquire it on behalf of everyone. But you cannot use your children that are below the age of reason, right? Below 12 and 13, girl, boy, respectively. And you cannot use your non-Jewish servants because their hand is like yours, which is a halachic principle that for both children and um, you know your your non-Jewish slaves, the power of acquisition that they have according to Jewish law gives things directly to you. So therefore, if you hand it to them, it's like passing it from one hand of yours to another, which is not valid to be able to confer possession to others. Mishnah Zion, the seventh Mishnah. Nismaya ta'ochel, if let's say for whatever reason, after you made the air of you lost some of the food. Mosef umazaka, you can add and confer possession. and you do not have to let the population know. Nitaisfu aleim, if the number of residents increased. Mosef umazaka, you have to add food. and he has to let those new residents know that he had made an error for them. 
So how much food is required? When you have a lot of people, you have to have food that's sufficient for two meals for all of them. Right? But just so they say that all you really need is 18, 18 measures, right? 18 figs, which is approximately six eggs worth. Um, when you have less, you just need the food of a dried fig for each one. So if you have less than 18 people, you need less. If you have more than 18 people, enough for 18 people suffices. When does a supply? When you're creating the Erev. But in the case where there is a remnant of an Erev, meaning you prepared the Erev and then some food disappeared, even less than that is enough. And they said the only reason why people said you have to set up an Erev in the courtyards, meaning in the case where you have one in the Mavoy, is in order for the children to remember the laws that Echatzeros need Erevin. Mishnah Yud, Mishnah 10. You can make an Erev, Echit of Mavoy, with all different types of food. Except for water and salt, Divrei Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua, Omer Kikar Hu Erev. Rabbi Yeshua says you need to have a loaf of bread. Afilu Maafei Saavi Even if you have a tremendously large amount of baked goods, the Hiprusa, but it's broken into pieces. Ein Ma'arvimba. We cannot use it for an Erev. Kikar Beisar Vehushalim. If you have a tiny loaf of bread but it's whole, Ma'arvimba. It is a valid Erev. Mishnah Yid Aleph. Mishnah Eleven. A person can give some money to a wine seller or to a baker. So in order for him, when the town elders come to buy an Erev for him, he could kind of say that a piece of this bread belongs to, you know, Shmerel who gave me it, who gave it to me. This is the view of Rebbe Liazor. Now what, 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 what Rebbe Liazor is teaching us is an important principle is because Generally speaking, right, movable items cannot be acquired by paying for them. In Jewish law, if you want to acquire a movable item, you have to pull it, lift it, or do some other form of acquisition. But what Rabbi Eliezer said, even though over here I'm just paying the person, but I didn't actually hold the bread, right, it is okay because the rabbis, you know, uh, allowed me to acquire something with money for the sake of an Erev. The Chacham Amram and the Rabbi said, Lo also, they said we did no such thing and we are not allowed and, and this does not work. You actually have to acquire the bread. But in the case where you're not referring to a baker or to a wine seller and you hand that person money, it works. The reason is, is because it's clear when you are giving it to a regular person that you're not intending to buy the bread through money. What you are intending to do is to make that person into a proxy to acquire the Erev for you, right? Because you need someone's consent. So all you're doing with a regular person is providing consent. So, so therefore, that is, you know, that's that's all what you're doing. Now, over here, we're talking about a Ruve Chatzeros uh, as well as a Ruve Tchumim. And we're going to see a very important distinction in a minute. Um, what are we talking about? This is only for a Ruve Tchumim that you need the person's actual acquiescence. The reason is, is because by a Ruve Tchumim, right, 
you are minimizing what that person is able to do. By saying that the a person's Eruv is here, it does not allow him to carry outside the 2,000 um, uh, Amma area of the Eruv. So you're costing him something, and that you can only do with the person's agreement. You don't have to ask the person. You can just confer ownership on someone, even again, even without his knowledge. Because you are allowed to confer benefit to a person not in front of him or without his knowledge, but you cannot hurt a or, or confer disability on a person not in front of him. So a ruve chateros is only a benefit for the person, while um, uh, a ruve tchumim, while a ruve tchumim is a um, benefit for sorry is, is is also a kind of a detriment to a person. And therefore, you need his active agreement. Uh, this concludes um, chapter 7, Parag Zion, and we will continue with chapter 8 next time.